This is an emergency episode of The Lawyer Podcast because just before dinner time yesterday on a lazy Sunday afternoon, a message rang across the lawyer's WhatsApp group from Rachel Maloney with the biggest legal story of the decade. Sake, A&O emerging with Sherman. That's right. UK magic circle firm Allen and Overy and US firm Sherman and Sterling are merging. Now, nearly 24 hours later, and since the crack of dawn, our team has been on the ground working out what they're doing, why they're doing it, and who should be scared. Buenos dias, Kat. Buenos dias to you, Christian. You talk about an emergency podcast because Kat joins us from the first day of her holiday in Madrid. Yeah, well, I absolutely could not be missing this. Had massive FOMO, so... Here I am. Uh, We're also joined by Matt Byrne, our Director of Insight, and Rachel Maloney, our Deputy Editor, City. Rachel, uh, you you wrote the story on this yesterday and have been covering it today, um, along with the rest of us, but you know the most, really. What do we know about the merger? Well, we know that it was incredibly hush-hush kept, uh, as far as I could tell, between just a few people in a room uh, for several weeks, potentially even a few months. uh, I'm assuming they got let out at some points, um, discussing this very secretly with their lawyers at Simpson Thatcher and Davis Polk. Um, So those are the people in the know. Um, The ones you'll know about is the senior partners, Wim Deong and Adam Hackey, and um, and then all of a sudden, on Sunday, we hear that there's a significant news, which normally means merger. And so it was. Um, so that was all very exciting. And um, and the the press, they, they were very prepared. The PR has been on top form. It's been very um, sick, hasn't it? Videos. It, yeah. Been, so, yes, there's been videos. Uh, there was a new website, which I, I couldn't actually access last night because I'm not sure what happens with the firewalls, but my our company's firewall hadn't, uh, it hadn't I don't know, recognised it or something. But you can access it today. And someone else I spoke to today said that his law firm, um, he couldn't get on last night either. But, um, so, but you can access it today. It's very slick, uh, telling clients what to expect. There's lots of FAQs. It's all been done really well. Um, you should know that the partners actually have to vote it through, but you'd imagine that they probably would do, seeing as though their firms have already spent so much money on uh, marketing it. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's a certain uh, there's a certain sort of deliberation and there's a certain confidence about this initial kind of foray into into sort of breaking this news. They didn't much like the spin that we had on it, though, did Rachel? Because we we talked about a stricken Sherman, you know, being sort of swooped on. No. Um, yeah. Why, no, why did they like no. it? What was t- talk me talk me through that? Well, I mean, I was just going to add, just on the very kind of brave, bold announcement that they've gone on, that they already think it's going through. People have already said to me, it's a very kind of US style of doing it. You you mm. will kind of expect these magic circle firms to be in a room with all the hundreds of partners talking it through, you know, going through, oh, I don't know about this. But this is very kind of, no, we're doing it. This is what's happening. Um, so I, that's what I'd say on that point. The swoops and co- the description about Sherman being stricken uh, obviously uh, was not how they probably intended. But uh, we, as you will, anyone who's read The Lawyer for the past few months will know that we've written quite a lot about Sherman and the problems that they faced, albeit over here rather than in the US where they actually have most of their partnership. Um, they've been in merger talks 
already. They clearly want to, to grow more than they've been able to. And if you just look at the data, Sherman hasn't been growing at all for the past few years, whereas mm. A&O really has. And um, I, that's how we feel. They're definitely, A&O are definitely the ones in the driving seat here. Yeah, and A&O need to get used to this. I mean, there is literally no way on earth that anyone thinks this is a merger of equals. I know that, you know, that's a... That's a phrase they're sort of slightly feebly pushing, but I have to say that not one person in the market believes that this is a merger of equals. Not no, one. exactly. We've been calling quite a lot of people this morning, <laughs> and uh, that's the definitely, definitely the general vibe here. I would yeah, say absolutely. I mean, it's also fair to say that ANO had its own sort of failed U.S. merger talks with O'Melveny and Myers, which, which also, by the way, dragged out far too long. And uh, I think speed in terms of the execution. It's been very impressive so far getting it to this stage. Speed is incredibly important. It means that factions don't develop within the firm. Um, I think I suspect, I think it's 99% certain it will go through. I'd be very surprised if there's a big partner revolt on this. Um, but momentum in these things are really important because that's why the Hogan Lovells thing, just it just wimped out actually after a while, didn't it? Yeah, in general, partners that I've been speaking to today at other firms have, when I asked how would they feel if, you know, today you got told you were merging with, say, Kirkland or Clifford Charts, how would you feel? And they, they're kind of like, yeah, I'd, I'd trust, <laughs> I'd trust our leadership. I'd go with it. Um, so they, they, they understand. They, they definitely, people understand that they don't want a repeat of former merge discussions that have been leaked. And I, I think, isn't there a sense that that this is so bold? And so exciting for lots of reasons. I mean, you can quibble on whether it's a sort of, you know, the, the way that the A&O and um, Sherman are sort of positioning this as a merger of equals, which is, I think, Christian, was one of you, someone you were talking to, which is someone said it's a massive act of politeness towards Sherman, which I think sort of politically is important within the sort of the run up to any kind of merger vote. But it's very, very, you know, it is a bold move. And that is actually going to capture the imagination. I mean, there's a lot of people saying, yeah, we are. We want to be part of a sort of a, a, a firm with momentum that actually takes takes some chances. I would say a lot of people are looking at it as kind of thinking, oh, yeah, good move. That's what A&O wanted to do. And it obviously helps Sherman out of a, a potentially tricky spot. But there, there are some comments coming through kind of wondering does either side get enough out of this to make it worthwhile? Because they, they've kind of pointed towards some angles where, particularly on the A&O side of there's an they they'll have to obviously they'll have to obviously deal with a lot of um financial problems that we've been hearing of going going on at Sherman the fact that they might be taking on new offices or more people than they specifically mm-hmm. want to um and whether that's worth the fact that they're going to get all this US work which some people obviously would argue that it is um and maybe also there's a sense of uh maybe the UK partners here and whether in US or magic circle firms are being a bit defensive yeah, maybe yeah. maybe actually they are thinking oh I'm a bit worried about this there's maybe an element of complacency here some of the US mm-hmm. firms some of the big ones here have been doing very well for quite a long time, hiring all these people from A and O and Sherman. Um, and maybe do they don't quite, quite maybe they don't quite realise what's going on here. Yeah, and I think there's a sort of sense I don't know um, when you speak to uh, uh, sort of 
certainly London lawyers, they have, they just will say things like, oh, they're a big finance house, big finance practice, they're a big finance practice, both of them, and what's that going to bring? But actually, that's that's a very old-fashioned and slightly outdated sort of version of what both firms are doing. The fact is that Sherman, ha- it doesn't have a private equity client base in the States. Does that really matter? It's still got a bunch of corporate, a lot of big institutional clients on the corporate side. Those are great relationships to have. They are great relationships to mine and, you know, to socialize across the network. So I think there's a sort of, there's a there's a rather studied kind of denigration which doesn't sit logically, shall we say, with the evidence. I mean, it, it is a risk. There's a lot. There's lots of risks inherent with this. Um, but I, you know, I think that there is, as I say, a certain amount of momentum. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the numbers. Um, you know, the big picture numbers, and where the, this deal, should it go ahead, um, would leave the. Uh, clunkily named Alan Overy Sherman Sterling, which I'm sure will soon be it's abbreviated to A and O. Also, did you just find it? A and O is a bit yeah. easier to say. Did you see their logo? Their logo. They've totally oh, got rid of the shirt. Yeah, it's just yeah. No, but no, anyway, merger but, of equals though. Merger of equals. But, well, merger. We all know it's a merger of equals. Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, it's. Whenever there's a big merger, of course the sort of the naysayers come out and go, oh, well, it's two a- ailing firms. Well, one, A&O isn't really ailing at all. You know, mm. this is the first time you had a proper magic circle do a deal like this for at least 20 years um, when they had Rogers and Wells, and that was a, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't really swear on this, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a, it didn't work out that well for for um, Clifford Chance. Um, but this is this is a different sort of, kettle of fish i think and and it will leave them it, i think on our numbers about third in terms of revenue uh globally and and they'll be on a sort of a level playing field with baker mckenzie dla piper but they are no disrespect to those two firms both sherman and a and o play in a different market from from those two firms generally you know they they have they are elite firms sherman still has uh, cachet and a brand in New York, which Aino is going to get its teeth into. I think there there really is something to this. So you're always going to get that negativity, but they are they are they are actually doing something here. They're doing some stri- something strategic. I think you may have a lot of pissed off um, partners who found out you know yesterday same time that we did that this is happening, and now it's like, um, do you want to vote for this deal that is actually going to be done? Um, so, so maybe they won't all vote for it. Maybe it will be blocked, but you know, probably it's going to happen. That and when it does, it's it's yeah. transformative. I, I do think it is. But yeah, what does it say about that global legal market? I mean, I mean, it, it, this idea that we've got US firms and UK firms—that's that's starting to not exist anymore, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's artificial. It's artificial. I mean, I'm doing the US 50 at the moment. We're just about to put that out, and that's our our ranking of the top 50 US firms you know, by revenue in the London market. And it's just, it's a mishmash of of legacy UK firms and organically grown U- US firms and, um, you know, elite firms and global uh, business firms. Um, and they all bleed into, into one another. Um, I mean, an interesting thing about that ranking is, is sort of the backward nature of Sherman's office in London. So, you know, that that will uh, help them t- tap into a lot of resources rather quickly if the deal goes ahead. But looking at the data this year, there was a lot of firms that went down or were flat. Now, of course, we're coming off the back of an extraordinary year in 21. But even so, 
there are firms that are a bit invisible. There are firms that could do with a deal like this. And there's probably quite a few firms in that ranking are looking at what might be happening about to happen to Sherman and go, lucky bastards. That's that's a really good thing. Uh, 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 and I wish it were us. But um, sorry, to your point about this kind of artificial lines. Yeah, it's a global market. And mm. this deal talks to that. I think it's really interesting. One thing we haven't really talked about yet is there third a third a third approach more or less the third english law the third us law and then 40 percent rest of the world that's really important it's a really important factor and it speaks to the complexity and the growing complexity of the legal market um yeah. i think there are two models there are clearly two models that you're going to have to pick and i think it it's not going to be easy even for the likes of simpson thatcher and cleary to say we are totally a new york largely a new york firm with a very strong London office you know you either have to work out there are different things happening in the world whether it's difficult regulatory environments whether it's complete change of what we consider to be important material resources to you know to disputes to everything to AI Mm. I don't want to go down the AI rabbit, rabbit hole but we were all talking about this beforehand that is a really major, you know, on the cusp of something enormous. And and A and O A and O is a firm that is is definitely is. in the vanguard really there. With, with within within all that context, you know, are you do you want to be wedded to a frankly post GFC quite limited horizons of US, which is New York and London, only acting for major funds and private equity houses? Is that is that sustainable? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it is. You can still carry on having a fantastic business. But I wonder if in 10 years time we're going to be going, well, you know how we're criticizing social media now for staying small. Maybe that's the sort of that's the sort of fate that awaits the like, likes, likes of Cravath. While Latham, while A&O, you know, they take the they take the massive opportunities in the new world. Who knows? I don't know. But I think there's a sort of there's a sort of a lack of imagination from the naysayers of the possibilities of this. And I think an extraordinary denial of the imagination of this move. And that's what is, to me, the most interesting facet of it. And, and you only really need to look at, um, you know, a firm like Travers and the numbers of firm partners who've moved from Travers to US firms to know that the, the direction of travel for a big part of the market is towards firms that have got a platform and got yeah. a big platform. And this is just continuation of that. But it's, it's a different, the difference with this is it's a UK firm taking the lead because whatever mm. they like, this is not a merger of equals. This is a takeover of Sherman yeah. by A&O yeah. and, and they're making a very bold bet. Yeah, Matt, bold... you, but you've got, you were sort of saying that you think that, that this is going to have a knock-on effect on the Simpsons, on the Clearies. I mean, what, what's the sort of just I, this galvanizing effect more generally? Not necessarily doing the same thing with merger, but what, what's your best get, but guess? Yeah, with? not not necessarily mergers at all. Although I think you know there are there are other mergers out there at, at the moment, and we're hearing rumours of other uh, big Ooh, transatlantic yes. mergers and yeah, yeah, and yeah. US domestic mergers as well. So there is a push for more consolidation, but there's also a sense that the US firms have are reassessing, reviewing their approach to London and kind of renewing their willingness to invest. Look at look at how many partners Paul Hastings has brought in mm. over the last um year or so. It's it's um it's it's really remarkable. And as and we're hearing senses that other elite firms, I mean Cleary is another one. They've brought in quite a few partners in the last uh, few months. And I think what this deal might show is that there isn't this kind of uh natural ceiling on the size of a u.s firm's london office 
Mm. It actually can be much higher, much deeper and broader in, in London than we actually thought. Crevasse are broadening it and, and, you know, perhaps preparing itself to go on a, a, an M&A recruitment drive. Um, you, you, you could very much see this merger, this deal as, as a catalyst for more investment in London from, from other US firms. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. I think, I think also there's sort of, there's a generation of leaders in the States, you know, when you see sort of Paul Hastings is a really good example of, and, and actually Hogan Lovell's new leadership, an awful lot of energy and a real will to investment. And I think the, um, what's interesting about uh, Sherman is that the old management team stepped down after the failure of talks with Hogan Lovell's. Mm. You know, Adam Hackey actually decided there was a deal to be done and got on with it. And, you know, Again, we don't know if it's going to get voted through, but I think there's a there's an understanding of just going act fast, don't deliberate for ages and go around in circles because this world is changing really, really quickly. I think the speed of this deal is is one of its absolute characteristics. Mm. It, it really is. Um, it's come out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Um, notwithstanding the the, the the history that we've talked about earlier, you know, but yeah. it's it's sort of come out of nowhere, um, and. You know, I think that's that's to be applauded in in, yeah. in terms of that. And again, you might not be applauding it if you're an A and O partner and you suddenly got to decide that you you're going to vote for this and perhaps take on what we hear is a big unfunded pension liability mm-hmm. um, and pay for that. But they seem to have found a way around that. Um, maybe there are lots of people who decided that you know they don't want to be part of a bigger firm. Yeah. I'm sure they've priced into this deal. Lots of departures. They'll be looking at um, cost savings. Unfortunately, people are going to lose their jobs as a result of this because that always happens in mergers. Yeah. But all of that will have been thrashed out. Yeah. If on a, on the footnote of sort of the the more Tony US firms maybe looking down their noses, I noticed that uh, Davis Polk and Simpson Thatcher were both very very quick to put out deals releases that they had worked on this. So mm. there is a sort of a prestige and they people know that it's an interesting deal. There is a first. So so I would disregard on so many levels <laughs> the people who are sort of trying to, to talk this one down. Um, well, I, I suppose the other side of the coin then that we have to discuss is, is where it leaves magic circle firms. Linklaters and Clever Chance will be the least happy of the quartet. You know, I think Freshfields will still go, well, we've still got some time and I think you can plough their own. And, and actually what they're doing still makes sense. Um, and it is a similar strategy, actually. You know, they they see the world in the same way. With regulatory shifts, lots of the, you know, all of this kind of stuff. I, I don't know where this leaves Clipper Chance and Linklaters. I mean, it's, I've been waiting for the big Linklaters move for a long time now. And I keep hearing that it's imminent and then it's not. And so you just don't know. But I they know as much as anyone how important this is. They're, they're not sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Um, but the fact is, it's really hard to do. I, I don't think they, it, we know exactly where, where what, how they respond. But we do know where it leaves them. It leaves them lagging behind. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it if this deal yeah. goes ahead. Yeah. And they, they know that as well. The, yeah. the, the direction of travel for the magic circle over the last few years has been invest in America uh, yeah. for all, uh, you know, all costs. Yeah. build up in the US. Well, they've just taken a massive step forward yeah. on that. Yeah. And, 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 and in many ways, the, the downside for the other three Magic Circle firms is, is that A&O has taken Sherman, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, still has a relatively good brand in the States, but has been mm. suffering. 
there aren't many other US firms in that basket that would be as happy to quickly jump on a merger with a magic circle firm as Sherman was. So oh, but you could, you could actually argue that the other way, Christian. You could actually say the other way around, which is a US firm that knows that they want to play in the absolute top global field. There's not that many UK firms either that would fit that. So the ones that are had just better start talking to each other far asked. That's true as well. I mean, it leaves the question open of who has the power because we, we, we think that A&O has the power in this, but there'll be plenty of people in New York at Sherman's offices who are going, hmm, are we, we're a pretty big deal, you know? Mm. And um, so it, where it goes... Someone needs to tell them they're not. I think, can I, can I respectfully say that the vast majority of uh, partners who get uh, roles on the executive will be the people who tell Sherman that they don't have the power so much as they think <laughs> they do. <laughs> because I, I think you'll find that that is the way it's going to be weighted. Well, I can For see sure. a new a new uh, uh, TV show in the in the manner of succession in the making already <laughs> um, in the offices of New York and London. Well, it's been quite a twenty four hours, and uh, we are sure that the game will change even more over the next week or so. Uh, but that is all we have time for on this episode of the Lawyer Podcast. This special episode. Thank you very much for listening, Kat. I hope you can go and enjoy your holiday in Madrid now. Adios. Thanks for listening. Adios. Back again. Back soon.